Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome, and thanks for being here. How is everyone doing? First off, I want to thank everyone uh, that reached out after last episode, just congratulating me on acquiring that Rodman Purple Auto. You know, to, to me, it's, you know, it's a grail card for, for somebody IPC. And I have to say, one of the really cool things in the hobby, you know, is even though we all collect different players, the hobby community rallies around each other. And that's what I love most about it. You know, any, anywhere else in, in, in life, you know, people are like are cheering, but deep down, they're just like, you know, a lot of people, you know, maybe they're envious or they're really not that happy with you, but in, in, in the hobby, you know, like people who just listeners out there that just know me and, and are just truly happy for me to be able to acquire that card. And I feel the same way for other people. When I know people talk about a certain card or a certain person, even though I don't collect that person, but when they get to acquire this big card that they've been looking for, I'm super happy for them. I want to reach out and say, man, congratulations. We just rally around each other. Uh, love that about the hobby. Uh, on another note here, I think Panini did it to me again. If you remember that countless times I'd mentioned the 2021 Panini Black, Patrick Mahomes, Midnight Signatures, On Card Auto, Number to 10, Redemption. Uh, I've been waiting for over two years, and I'm pretty certain I'm never going to see that card. Well, a similar situation has just happened. Last night, I was opening 2023 Panini World Cup Women's Soccer. I pulled an Alex Morgan Gold Auto to 10 redemption card. I would love to own that card. I would love to scratch that little thing in the back and go online and submit it and wait for that card to come. But, you know, I have a feeling it'll, it'll never show up just because, I mean, I know Patrick Mahomes is a lot different than Alex Morgan, right? So she may have more time to go and, and sign autographs than he does, but it is Panini. And, and I don't know, I think I might have to try to just sell that redemption card or, try to make a trade for uh, the Rod Trinity Rodman equivalent. If I can find, you know, uh, hopefully a, an Alex Morgan collector, someone who PCs Alex Morgan ends up getting a Rodman equivalent like that autograph to 10. I'd love to make that trade. Uh, I'll keep you posted on that. Just like I have the, uh, the Mahomes. Uh, and speaking of redemptions, this is a little funnier. Uh, I bought a sealed 2011 American Pie hobby box. And yes, there was a redemption in that one too. Now this is a 2011 hobby box. Uh, and, and 
I open it up and I see the card in there. I'm like, are you kidding me? I know I saw, I didn't even know who it was yet, but I knew as soon as I saw the redemption card, there was no way I was getting this one, but this one, I'll, I'll just hold it up, which is just funny. It's a, it's a Brett Michaels, uh, uh, autograph <laughs> so it expired uh 11 30 2014 so uh yeah that was quite a while ago i emailed tops uh and said hey uh you know it does say on the back that if you don't have that card it would be a replacement you know if i scratched it and mailed it in and they responded uh yet yeah, no <laughs> you're you're out of luck on that one uh we, we we sometimes go he even said we sometimes go up to two years past redemption uh, but this is, uh, you know, way too far beyond 2014. <laughs> so today's episode, uh, I am preparing for the Greater Boston Sports Collectors Club card show at the Shriners Auditorium in Wilmington, Mass. It's just north of Boston. Uh, and I'm just going to say, a.k.a. the Shriners show. Um that, that that sums it up a lot better for me. Uh, I was at this, uh, the spring version of this show back in April uh, when I uh, I met Mike Tyson there and I got the autograph with the, uh, the employee, the 2013 Upper Deck Employee PMG card that I had just acquired from the Toronto Expo. Uh, and that was a great day. I mean, I remember that show like it was yesterday. I remember uh, it was it ended up being one of the biggest buying shows that I was at. I spent more money at that show than I had at any other show. And, and I purchased a good amount of graded football there in that 300 to 1200 dollar range and i broke it all down and uh, you know at least one or two episodes and just talked about you know this was the type of inventory i was piling up to bring to the national last year um so i was i was excited about that show uh now i'm getting ready to go back to the same show uh but this time it's different uh it's a different season and there's just a different strategy so I talk about knowing the shows and knowing the shows is also knowing the time of year you're going to and what, what is in season and what, what are you buying? And what are you not buying? So getting ready for this show, total different strategy. Like I really had to sit and think through what we talked. I talked last week. Uh, I did the collaboration with Rob sports card therapist and we talked about going uh, to this show and when we committed to go, uh, which is going to be this Friday, I started thinking in my mind, what is the strategy? I mean, what am I going to do there? What? It's a long drive. It's probably almost five hours round trip driving. Uh, and, and it's a long way to go if I don't even know what I'm doing there. So I need to put a strategy together. I need to think about what am I doing? I'm going to you know, spend a whole day on Friday driving and, and walking this show. What, what am I going to do there? Is it going to be worth my while? I don't want to show up just saying, yeah, I'm going to a card show, grab my Zion case, grab a bunch of cash and just, you know, go off and hope for the best. Um, if it's a local show, if it's a 20 minute away, 30 minute away, something like that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with going and maybe not having a plan, but 
going to a show like this that I know is going to be, you know, it's, it's a pretty big show. I know there's going to be a lot of dealers there. Some that I know, a lot of big dealers that I know are going to be there. So I know there's going to be a lot of cards there. So I really need to put a strategy together. What am I going to do? Um, so thinking about it, I say, all right, I have a number of shows coming up that I would certainly like to buy some inventory because I really haven't bought much inventory besides hockey. Like right now, the Gillette show that I'm doing in November, which I believe I want to say three weeks away, three weeks away. Um, the most I have right now for that, I have, I have a little bit of football, but I have mostly hockey, uh, almost a whole case of hockey that I'm going to be putting out at that show, because this is the stuff that I had purchased throughout the summer into the, into uh, maybe to the beginning of September. Um, but I haven't purchased any more hockey. That's, that was all the hockey I purchased. I have enough to fill a case. So thinking about going into this show, is there things that I could buy that would make sense to be able to flip at this next show to buy here at a decent price and move there? And I don't want to get into this pressured situation where I want to run around and buy a whole bunch of cars because I just want to have as much inventory as I can going. Um, I've done this a number of times and I just find it doesn't work out. Uh, I talk about, and Rob and I talked about this uh, a week or so ago. Um, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm buying a ton of $50 cards. You know, even when it comes to my PC, you know, what should I be doing? Should I be buying 10 $50 cards of Trinity Rodman or buying one $500 card? What would make more sense to me? And I think it's the same you know, as a dealer, like going into this season where the hobby is a little bit different right now, the shows are a little bit different. It's that time of year that, you know, people are looking for deals. Nobody wants to come in to a show and pay full price on anything at all. Uh, and I understand that. I understand that from both sides of the table. So I don't want to go out and buy a bunch of cards where I'm going to make very little profit or, or maybe no profit at all. Um, on a flip. So that doesn't make sense to me to do it that way. So if I'm going to look for cards that I'm going to put in the case to move, they need to make sense. It needs to be at a good price. And I'm okay with only having one case or two case. I'm okay with not carting a whole bunch of a whole car load of stuff off to a show. I'm okay with just putting out a couple cases, putting out the cards that I know make sense, make sense to sell that the price is right. Uh, so when I'm at a show like this and I'm going, I really need to know when I'm looking at a card to say, okay, if I can get the card for this, I know I could get somewhere in this amount for it. So this, does this make sense to me? Does this make sense to get it? And if it does, then I can go ahead and make a move on it. Uh, but if it doesn't, I can certainly just pass. Um, strategies continue to change every year. And it really just, how whatever the demand is in the hobby is as a dealer, what I need to do out there. Uh, and I'm, I, I haven't set up, a last show I set up was in August. And here is November. And that's not like me. I would have set up at a number of other shows, but I had a lot of 
as you know, you're, you're along for the ride here with me. I had a lot of stuff going on the last two months. Uh, hadn't been really able to to set up or get out to shows. And, and, and since August, it's changed, right? I mean, I know I see it. I'm going to some of these smaller shows and I see what's going on on these tables. So I know they, I know it's changed. Uh, I'm looking to buy some raw cards that I can grade because now's a good time that, you know, you can start buying some raw cards. If, if anything that really makes sense and looks gradable, right, to buy into now because it's, this time of year, if I can send a 20, 30, 40, 50 card order off the PSA, I'm not in a hurry to get it back because I'm probably whatever I'm buying now or I'm going to be grading now, I should should say not buying now, but grading now, uh, it's going to be sold in the new year. It's going to be stuff that's I'm going to be setting up in 2024 that I'm going to be putting out January, February, March, things like that. Uh, some of the stuff that I'll buy here, you know. I want it to be, I don't want to say evergreen, right? But I want to be able to buy stuff now that say, hey, if I put it in my case now uh, in three weeks and it doesn't sell, it's okay to be in a case in December and it's okay to be in a case in January or February because the prices the prices are going to be the same. Uh, I'm always looking for PC cards. You know, aren't, aren't we all, right? Always looking for PC cards. Uh, and even though, you know, I... PC, you know, Trinity Rodman, you know, some women's soccer and, and upper deck Mike Tyson cards. I'm always on the lookout for liquid or iconic cards, just something that I think would look good in my case. I talked about this coming out of this little show uh, in Connecticut, a local show in Connecticut last week. Uh, I picked up that LeBron James card. I mean, that was perfect. I was able to move in a couple smaller cards, a little bit of cash, but that's a card I can put in the case that it could sell in November, December, or January. And I, and I think um, the price is going to stay the same on it, regardless of when I sell it. So these are the kind of cards that I'm looking for now. Maybe try to, you know, get some cards in the case that aren't seasonal cards, but that are going to hold their value, you know, throughout multiple seasons or multiple months. I have a number of lower end cards. I'd like to trade up with or without cash into maybe a couple, you know, maybe a single uh, car, you know, just to level up, just to get maybe get rid of some of the smaller cards and maybe level up into. And I'm not I'm not saying you know get rid of you know ten or fifteen hundred dollar cars to, but maybe you know if I get rid of you know two or three hundred or hundred twenty five dollar cards, little cash get into a four or five hundred dollar card, I'm happy with that, especially if it's a card again that you know, is something I can put right in my case in three weeks that'll sell, or it's okay in my case for the next three months. And, and it's, it's going to be okay to be putting out there and it's not going to, you know, be, be dropping off because a season is, has moved on or is into the middle of the season. Uh, I have a few higher end football cards. Uh, I would love, I love, I would like to move or trade. Either way, up or down, you know, as long as it makes sense, I I, I don't mind. Um, they are, you know, they're 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 football cards, so this is the time of year for football. But the prices may not be there. I, I've noticed that at a number of the shows and the people I've talked to, the the higher end cards aren't selling or moving as much. So you know, dealers may be shying away from 
you know, a trade trade down, you know, it's possible I could trade up into even a bigger card that they're even have even more car, more trouble selling. They'd say, oh, maybe I'll take something, you know, a little bit lower and have better, you know, better option of moving something that's lower. But, you know, th these cards aren't new to me. I've had these cards. I put these cards out. Uh, they've been in my case. I've taken them to shows and people love the, but I just haven't been able to make deals on them. So here's a bigger venue, right? I'm getting away from the local. I'm getting away from a smaller show and I'm going to a bigger venue with, with a lot more dealers, a lot more eyes on it. It's like taking a card, right? And trying to sell it locally and you can't, and then you put it on eBay and you've got all kinds of people messaging you or giving you offers just because you've got more eyes on it. Uh, so that's what I'm hoping that's going to happen um, at this show. Uh, any cards I bring, I have to be okay with moving them at current comps or know that, you know, people are going to value them at, you know, 90% or 85%. I, I have to understand that. I have to know bring in those cards that that's what to expect. So I, I can't be upset. I can't take a card and say, well, the comp on the card is $3,000. I'm going to tell them I want $3,400 and I can't get upset if someone says, Hey, I'll give you $2,600 or $2,500 or $2,700. I can't be upset with that. I'd say, okay, you know what? Maybe we can work something out. Maybe not. If it makes sense, it does it or it doesn't, but I can't get upset at that. Um, and I know setting up you know, as being a dealer and being on both sides and doing on both sides, I have to understand that because there's people that come up to my table and they'll show, Hey, are you buying? Of course I am. I look, I look, Oh, okay. The last comp on this was $400. You know, you take three sixty or three? Oh, what are you kidding me? I want four fifty for that card or I want five. I'm like, well, we're, we're, we're way too. And then they get upset about it. But I mean, I understand both sides of it, so I, I never get it. I have to understand what the values of my cards are and, and you know, know that people are going to come in low um, and, and, and be okay with that and hopefully, you know, get the price I'm looking for on it. Um, I'm going on Friday, day one. I'm doing this. I was, I started off doing this, we was going to do it with Rob, sports card therapist, which he is, something has come up for him. He won't be going, but I've kept that day. Uh, I'm going to be, you know, rolling solo, but I kept that day because a, a number of reasons. One, it's day one. So I'm hoping it's going to be less crowded at the beginning of the show. So when I get there being less crowded, able to talk to the dealers, able to make some dealers, the only downside is it's day one. So there may be some dealers saying, you know what, I need to hold, hold firm on this or hold firm on that. But something, something I've realized, you know, throughout the shows, and I've done this myself is people have this idea that, and I hear this all the time. Oh, the best time to go is on Sunday because the dealers haven't sold anything. They're, they're giving everything away. You know, oh, they're just willing to make sales just so they can put some money in their pocket. And that's not really true. I mean, it may be true here and there now and then, but for the most part, people are not giving their cards away. I I've, I've been at a two day show that has been slow and people have come up and I've gone home. I'm happy to go home with the cards. And most people are, most people are not going to let their cards go. And I've, so I, I had that idea in my mind because I heard so many people say that. And I used to go to shows on Sundays and never got any better deal than I would have gotten on a Saturday or Friday. It's just that it was less crowded on Sunday. 
than it was Saturday because Saturday is always the busiest day at a show. Um, but I don't do well in the crowds. I really don't. And, and it's a long drive for me not to do well in a very crowded area. I could be surprised and show up Friday when the doors open and it could be very crowded and I just have to deal with it. But if I plan ahead and go and think, okay, the doors open at 12 on Friday, if I could be there at 12 on Friday, uh, I should be able to get a good two or three hours in, you know, before it really starts to, uh, to get crowded. And then I can get out of Boston, you know, get back home, get on the highway and get back home at a reasonable time uh, and fight some traffic, but not a lot of traffic. Saturday, I think, is going to be unbelievably busy up there. And not only that, but busy for traffic as well. Not only at the show, but on the highways and the streets and everything else. And, you know, let's face it, Saturdays is just a great day to get a lot of other things done. And I have something else going on Saturday, too. So I wouldn't be able to go Saturday. And Sunday would be a day to go. But Sundays, I'm recording a podcast. Sundays, I'm doing my fantasy football. I'm watching football on Sunday. It's what I like to do. So now that's a little Sunday's done for me, too. So Friday's the day. Uh, and again, I'm just I'm, I'm hoping for me, it's less crowded and definitely hopefully I can make some good deals. I think it's so important to make a plan before a show like this just to keep on track. At the very least, right, at the very least, you have that little voice on your shoulder reminding you of what the initial plan was. You don't have to stick to it. And some of us don't. We show up and, and you know, it's happened to all of us. We're like, we're going in. I'm only going to buy this. I'm only going to spend my money on this. And you walk up to a table and you're like, oh, my God, I, I never thought I was going to see this card ever again. And then you go all in. It, it happens, right? I, I understand that. But at least if you have a plan, you've got to me, right? For me, that little voice on my shoulder reminding me, you know, and I'm talking to you about it. So not only have I thought about this and I put the thought there, right? Now I'm talking to you about it. So I discussed it again. And then I make notes before I go. There's a, a number of different cards, maybe some iconic cards. I say, look, if I could find this card, this would be the price I'd like to pay because we know you go to a big show like this, you're bound to see just about any card there. And you, I'm going to see cards that I didn't even think I would see too. And I'll probably have to look up. But I'd like to, what I'm trying to do for myself is to, to know as many current comps as possible. So when I show up, I know exactly what, I don't want to be up there pulling out the phone and going through and going through. I want to say, hey, like I do it as being a dealer. When somebody says, oh, what are you asking for that? I said, well, you know, I'm asking 200. I know the last one sold for 220. There was two sales recently, one for 225, one for 217, you know. And then, I, like, I know what I'm talking about. I'm rolling out these prices and I know what's going on. I, I don't want to be that guy on the other side of the table, too. I want to know because if I'm pulling up and I'm looking at a card, right, I don't want to waste time. If I know I, I need to be around 200 on a card and somebody's got it at 300 or 325, it's probably pretty hard. They're going to get down to 200. But if it's a card I really want, I would just say uh, I you know, I, you may be a little high on that card. You have room on it. Like I, I'm, I'm looking to be into that card for blah, blah. And they could, and a lot of times people might say, oh yeah, I've had this price. I haven't even changed the price. I haven't checked this recently or something like that. So give them the benefit of the doubt. You could say it, but you have to have a plan, uh, and just try to keep, try to keep on track with it. And, and, and 
having that little voice to remind you of your initial plan, I think sometimes helps uh, being able to to hit a bigger show like this and and you know be as productive as possible and price my own cards, right? So that there there's another thing too. And I love when I when I'm set up as a dealer and people say, "Are you buying?" and they open their case up and they've got price. People have prices on and they're so high and they're like. They're like, well, just ignore those prices. But I, I, I'm literally going to put prices on my cards too because we don't need to go. We don't need to. If a dealer is looking at my cards, I, I just want him to know where I need to be. It doesn't need to be a big secret, right? I don't need to be like, oh, what do you think? What do you want to, I mean, if he's a decent dealer, he knows what's going on, you know, and he he kind of knows where I want to be. And I tell people too, like I, I, I set up, at shows too. So a lot of the stuff is just priced, priced that way. But these prices right here, what, you know, where I need to be on some of these cards. So, you know, they'll get an idea. And, and again, if, if it's not going to work out, it's fine. I can move on. You know, I'm not wasting little time. There's no one thing I hate. One thing I hate is going and have, you know, start talking to somebody and they're looking and they're putting all these cards aside and they're like, oh, I like this card. I like that card and and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, you know, they've got three thousand dollars in cards in front of you. And they're like, well, I'm thinking like a thousand. And I'm like, well, wait, what? So I like to put I like to put all, you know, the prices on the cards when I show up and then people know people know what I'm looking for. And and we can cut really cut to the chase on it. If they're interested and that price looks good, maybe we can make a deal on it. Um, I don't I don't expect to sell a lot of cards when I go to shows like this, because I would rather just put those cards in my case at the next show that that I go to. Right. So. I I. I think it's important if we're looking for specific cards at a show that you know exactly what you want to pay um, and what you're willing to pay for those cards too. Cause we can get a lot, we can get a lot to the, uh, we can cut to the chase a lot quicker uh, on my own cards and the cards you're looking for. Um, it may sound simple, I mean, I know it probably sounds simple, but if you go with a game plan, things usually work out better. That's what I found when I first started going to shows, uh, before I was even setting up, like I didn't know, I didn't know how to put a game plan together because I didn't know what I was looking for. I really didn't know what my PC was. I, I just knew I wanted to be back in the hobby. I knew what I liked. I was looking, I was thinking these were my PC. And then I see those over there and I think those are my PC. And then next thing you know, I've got five PCs going and I'm spreading myself thin. Um, and I think it's probably just hobby maturity, right? As as we grow in the hobby, especially for those who jumped back in, you know, pre-pandemic or during the pandemic, and that we're still here, we stayed here. Uh, we actually we we've matured, right? It's hobby maturity, and, and and you know, if I go back, even when I started this podcast, and I go back and listen to some of the things I talked about in season one and the first handful of episodes, and what I'm talking about now, you could see the mature maturity there. You could see, you know, as a teacher, how I was learning and learning and learning and just getting better and getting better and getting better. And I'm still doing, I'm still learning and I'm still getting better. Uh, and, and I'm able to bring these, you know, these tidbits and these lessons to you guys, you know, every week. 
Uh, that's Friday is the Shriners is not my only show this weekend, believe it or not. On Saturday, I'm heading to Enfield for a local monthly show. Uh, shout out to Alex at Ideal Cards. This is his show. Uh, it's a great show, great group of dealers. They just expanded it. it. Used to be one floor, now it's two floors. Uh, so if you're up in this area, definitely I would always recommend hitting hitting that show. There's uh, it's always a great show. I love going to that show. And the last time I was there, I talked to a dealer uh, about some cards that I had, some uh, some raw hockey cards that he was really interested in. Uh, we planned on doing a deal in at uh, the next show. I think it was in September. But because things happen with me, I haven't been able to get back to that show for one reason or another. So we've just kept in contact. I dug those cards out, uh, messaged them this week and said, hey, I've got those cards. Are you going to be at the show? 100% he's there. So going to go up there. There's another plan put in place. You know, I'm going to go up. That show's a little bit further away for me. It's like a 35-minute drive or so uh, to that show. But still, not not very far at all. Um, so I put a plan in place for there and, and I'm bringing those cards. I get a deal done with him and, you know, I can go hang out with some of the other dealers, maybe make some deals there too. So it's, so it's going to be, you know, a good weekend for me, a good hobby weekend for me with the two shows coming up. And, you know, I'm going to be back Sunday with a recap episode of both shows and, and hopefully recapping and showing some deals that I've gotten done, uh, at these two shows. So uh, I want to say good luck to me, right? Hopefully it works out well. But I want to thank everyone here for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you.